Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring today's podcast. Sawyer is a brand that makes rad clothes for wild and adventurous kids. It was started by a husband and wife team from Park City, Utah. The duo recognized the many benefits of kids spending time in the outdoors. Sawyer also recognized the fact that on average, children spend eight to 10 times more of their free time on electronics than they do playing outdoors. Compared to their parents' generation, that's about half as much outdoor time. Sawyer believes that childhood memories should be strewn with sunny days, fresh air, riding bikes in the rain, and simply exploring and connecting with nature. Sawyer exists solely to encourage kids to be outside and be adventurous, to play in the wild. Here at Kids Who Explore, we've had the pleasure of dressing our own kids in Sawyer goods, and we love their adorable prints for kids, their comfortable material, and of course, their wonderful sayings that inspire outdoor adventures. Check out besawyer.com to get your kids decked out too. Last winter, we talked about how to dress you and your kids for winter. Check back into episodes two and four for that. Those episodes were a hit, so we wanted to bring that back. While some people have winter layers down to a science, others are new to winter or they are new to dressing kids for winter. So let's sum up our three layer winter rule for all ages, adults included. Hi ladies. Hi. Hi. So you guys know winter is my favorite season. So I'm loving this three layer rule because it's nice and simple. So AJ, tell us, I mean, you are the queen of creating all the reels of you and Turner getting ready for adventures. <laughs> what does it look like in your house? <laughs> <laughs> layers on layers on layers. Um, so yeah, just with the changing season going into winter, I mean, it's last year I was super uncomfortable with knowing how to layer my baby and I was learning everything because Turner was only, I believe, just a month old at this point in time, which is really hard to believe. Um, but now it's like, yeah, the, the three layer rule that I go by is definitely the wool base layer, followed by the fleece layer. And then I do an outer winter style bunting and um, that's also waterproof or as waterproof as it possibly can be just for those wet snowy days. Right and I think right now or back then at that age water resistant was probably just as good but as they get older and start playing in the snow themselves you don't want a drenched baby or a toddler for sure so waterproof if you can. For sure yeah definitely. Yes, I love this three-layer rule because it's just concise and it's understandable. So I'm the same as you, Adrian, even for myself. I love the merino wool base layer. And I've actually ended up using those base layers all summer too because the great thing about merino wool is that it keeps you warm in the winter and it keeps you cool in the summer and it also acts as an SPF. So we've been loving them for all seasons, but it is a great base layer. And then now that I'm living in Seattle and we'll have the rain, I think this winter will be more about what you're talking about, the waterproof top layer. So I think we'll probably still do the base layer, the mid layer, and then something more waterproof up top. Absolutely. And especially because you're so close to the water, I find living on the coast, once you get wet, you're so cold, like chill to the bone, really hard to warm up. Whereas where Adrian and I are in Canada, it can get to minus 40 degrees celsius but we can still go outside maybe not for as long but it's more of a dry cold so we can layer up a bit easier right that makes total sense and i've 
learned even just yesterday when we were out on a hike and it was raining how important that actual waterproof <laughs> layer is because once it seeps in you said this in our last podcast about winter if you get wet and cold game over <laughs> yeah it's like with the with the babies and that like if um for our listeners heading out there on the trail that are worried about their babies getting wet i i think it's so important to constantly be checking for that because Babies sometimes can't really communicate that and they can get really cold really fast, um, especially in some of the winter conditions we have out in Alberta and in certain parts of northern Canada and in other regions of the world too. So it's very important to be checking that. Um, I know that there was one time I was on even just like a summer adventure with Turner and I mean, mind you, we hiked to like a glacier lake, but I didn't realize it as water spilt like over his fleece bunting and it got completely soaking wet. So it freaked me out because his little hand was like so cold. It was blue. Like it was like almost blue. Like it wasn't super bad, but it was still to the point where it really scared me. So then I had to strip him down and it's also kind of helpful to bring another like layer as just an additional. So you can just change them because there's a lot of spills. Um, a lot of, you know, things happen, they roll in mud, they get into water, like whatever kind of happens on the trail. It's super important to be checking that, especially if you're on a longer adventure. So I had a bit of a scare there and he was totally okay by the time we got back, but I just felt really guilty for <laughs> taking him out and then just not checking. So I just, um, just wanted to share that. So when you're on your next, next adventure, you're able to kind of be mindful of that. Absolutely. Layers and extra layers are key to have with you. And if you can afford Merino wool, great. Um, but if you need to have a backup layer and Merino wool is really expensive for you, then in episode two and four, we talk about the different types of synthetic layers that work really well too. And speaking of baby's temperatures, Lauren, in one of our previous episodes, you had talked about the best way to check for a baby's temperature. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, so I always like to check the back of their neck because babies tend to have, if you're checking their hands, probably their feet aren't exposed, but if you're checking, that those parts of the bodies or even their cheeks, they might feel a little chilly, but if you feel the back of their neck, then you can really tell what their whole temperature feels like. Back in those episodes as well, I had also talked about potty training and Lauren, you were starting to enter that stage of Colin's life. So are you starting to consider getting two-piece base layers and two-piece fleece and two-piece outer layers? Like I loved having all the hand-me-downs for my son, but I'm just finding that a girl trying to go potty in the back country in the winter and having everything one piece is just a lot more challenging. Absolutely, we're gonna be talking soon about potty training in the outdoors. And yesterday we are actually wearing our one piece rain suit. And I said, okay, this is gonna have to go soon because soon we're gonna need the two pieces. So all our winter pieces this year, I have bought the two pieces and pretty much everything. Like I'm not even into overalls or all of that now because I'm thinking, okay, soon she's gonna need to pop down her pants nice and easy so that she can use the potty. Yes, absolutely. Even the two-piece layers that have the snaps at the bottom, as wonderful as they are for keeping their backs warm, can be really challenging when they reach my daughter's age at three and she's able to potty by herself. She can't get those snaps undone and do them back up by herself. So it makes it really challenging. And that's usually when mistakes happen is she can't do it fast enough. Right. I think all of this is about making it easy on yourself, right? <laughs> 
Absolutely. So then ladies, talking about yourselves getting ready too, how do you usually organize it? Do you get your kids ready first or do you get yourselves ready first? I'm a blend of chaos on my side. It's like like I'm getting ready and I'm getting him ready and I'm just like running around and doing everything at once. Obviously I try to prepare the night before, but that doesn't ever seem to go well. So I will generally try to throw a base layer together. And then sometimes I sacrifice myself at the end and it's like, nope, we're good. We're just going to get baby ready and in the car and away we go. And I'm just going to adventure in in what I have and throw an extra like warm coat over top if I need to. (laughs) Never have we had a more true answer on the podcast. (laughs) That is so, so, so true. My ideal, actually this happened yesterday, so I was so proud of myself. My ideal is I'm ready first because I'm quicker to get ready and I I can actually gauge how long it's going to take for me to get ready. While with kids, sometimes you just don't know. You don't know how many diaper changes there's going to be or how many extra bathroom breaks or any of that. So I get myself ready and then I leave extra time to get Collins ready to get out the door. And then also, it's also a bonus to like right before you leave to do a diaper change or a potty. Which hopefully isn't after you've put Collins in all of her layers already. A hundred percent. What about you, Sydney? What's your kids are at an older age, so they're probably helping a little bit get ready, but what's your order? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely gets easier, I promise, in, in some ways, I should say. Others not so much. But my six-year-old can get himself dressed and ready. And so that's great. With my three-year-old, I typically will lay down the outer layers on the floor so that um, I'll get her dressed in her base layers first thing. And then she can sit on her clothes to tuck in both her legs and then either lay herself down or kind of pull herself up to get her own arms in by herself and then do the next layer. So we have right now, our setup is a two-piece base layer, but our outer layer for this winter, what I have so far is a one-piece. So at least with the two-piece base layer, if she does have to undress the outer layer to use the potty, she still has her upper half of her body covered. So I can get myself dressed and they can get themselves dressed. Yeah. And then my daughter just needs a little bit of assistance. That's a great tip to lie it all out so they can see it. This is the order to put it on. (laughs) And I'm at the phase of tackling my one-year-old because he thinks it's a game getting dressed now and he likes to flip over and giggle and crawl away. And it's (laughs) really hard to get him dressed in his bunting. (laughs) We might not have as many... time lapses of you getting him ready this winter (laughs) yeah there's like the time lapses are going to be at an all-time minimum I took him out on his little play tractor the other day and um I had to tell him I was like if you'd like to go on your tractor like you have to get in your layer and then he stopped and he looked at me and was like okay I'm gonna sit still (laughs) so that's pretty cool that he's like able to understand that now (laughs) it's amazing what they can understand I found at that stage singing Oh, when they're when they're being chaotic and running around and trying to play that game of of get ready, but you have to chase me and catch me first, and then I'm gonna fight you on it. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as you put one leg, I'm gonna pull it out, and before you get the next leg in, you have to be really fast that game. Um, yeah, I found singing or using a whisper voice because instead of I know this that that stage can be really frustrating and it's really easy to lose control and raise your voice, but if you actually do the opposite and use a whisper. The kids will stop and be like, whoa, what are you saying? Like, are, you, are we telling secrets? Like, like, what is it you're trying to communicate with me? And then they want to listen better, but also singing. So I'll sing a song about 
you know, let's get your pants on, let's get your socks on, let's get your shirt on and do like the whole stage of getting dressed. I found that helped at that age. Singing. Okay. That's great advice. I, I would say that like, when you talk about the frustration piece, it's like bringing in the whole like energy concept here today. It's like, if you show frustration, you get more frustration back from your, from your baby or toddler. So like try to release the frustration as much as you can. So true. They show your energy. You are right. (laughs) Absolutely. Have you guys ever seen the YouTube video of the moms who talk to each other? like how they talk to their children. It's hilarious. And that just made me think of it. I don't know what it's called, but it's these moms and they're having a conversation and one mom interrupts. So then the other lady goes, "Uh, excuse me, I'm still talking. Please don't interrupt me. Or or one another mom asks another lady, oh, do you have to go potty right now? And they just ask these hilarious questions of how we talk to our children. But that just made me think of it. If we're frustrated and we're saying things to our children how would you feel as, as an adult if somebody were talking to you that way oh, yes funny. I try to think about that in all things with kids it's like how would we say that to an adult <laughs> you know <laughs> but yes getting up the door especially if you have to be somewhere at a certain time can be very frustrating that's why I'm never on time <laughs> yeah and if you um, give that extra time that is key <laughs> Yeah, that's why we start getting ready an extra half hour before. (laughs) Okay, so ladies, going back to our three layers. We got our three layers down, base layer, mid layer, top layer. The additional things that people need to think about, I love a neck warmer. I find that stays on so much easier than trying to pack a kid in a scarf. Even for me, it's just easier to put it on. It stays on. And then you want socks, boots, mitts preferably waterproof by a certain age as well, or even if you're in a rainy spot, and then toques, or if you're not Canadian, winter hats or beanies. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would say too, like uh, socks, I would just try to pack extra socks always. Socks always seem to go missing or like, yeah, they just seem to disappear on adventures really fast. So do boots apparently. (laughs) They just fall right on the trail. Remember my (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I would just say packing extra of of those types of items I mean if you can and then the neck warmer I mean the neck warmer I usually choose is made of fleece but I'm not sure how you ladies feel about like the material for neck warmers I actually was loving also a merino wool neck warmer so once again if the price is accessible for you I really really like that yes that's true those merino ones are nice as well I just find them the merino wool type ones just fit a little bit more snug than the fleece ones but depending on the occasion, I'll use either. Okay. That's a really good point, Cindy. Speaking of the price point of accessibility, this might not be accessible for everyone, but if you have a baby and you plan on baby wearing a lot, I love actual baby wearing jackets or vests. So I love the B&Me one uh, that I used last year. It was a, a baby wearing vest and then you could just wear your regular jackets and everything over it. Um, or if you can get a baby wearing jacket, I just find that if you have a little one, you know, they're warm and you also don't have to dress them quite as warm initially. Cause you could maybe just do the two layers and then that third layer is their top layer and your body warmth is also keeping them a little extra warm so if you're a baby wearing lover I think that's really great for winter too is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about in regards to winter or the three-layer rule I think we get a lot I I mean I get a lot of questions on um 
on Instagram about, about the winter layers for sure. And I get a lot of messages about people being super nervous to explore in the winter. And I think I would just like to share that, you know, it is totally possible to get out. You can check on Facebook marketplace and get a lot of secondhand gear. If, um, if you're needing more mitts and toques and snowsuits and that kind of thing. And once you're fully prepared with all these layers, it will ease your mind, um, going out on these adventures. Like you'll feel like you're totally prepared. And I would just highly recommend that before heading out and embracing the winter chill. And in previous episodes, we've also talked about the coldest temperatures we go out with our children. So has that changed for you, Adri? Mm. Well, I've been enjoying this mild fall weather and summer that I completely <laughs> haven't thought about it. So, um, to answer that, I think probably the same standard rule. What do we say? Minus 15 last year like I guess it would all depend on the wind chill for us so yeah minus 15 I don't think I would adventure um past that it would be probably an indoor day but um I guess we'll see what happens this winter when we get there how about you I agree minus 10 minus 15 um any colder than that and it's just not worth it there's just a lot of crying and complaining and nobody's having fun at that point so no definitely not yeah and I think you can also and we're talking in Celsius because you can evaluate are you just going in the backyard if it's gonna be a quick trip and it's a little cooler that's okay then you can warm up and come inside for some hot chocolate (laughs) yes exactly I guess it's all about timing as well just going outside for little bits of time I know like with us going outside and doing um barn chores and stuff we just have to embrace the the chill and go for it so we'll generally just run out there and run back in the house and get warm again yeah and on those really cool days my kids still want to go outside and play so if it is going to be minus 30 degrees celsius then they just don't go outside for as long yes and that's just the backyard play we're not going to the mountains if it's minus 30. so true okay well ladies let's end it there thank you for talking winter thank you that was awesome bye thanks for adventuring with us Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.